They say that a mind is a terrible thing to waste. Well, generally that's a true statement. But in this case, there really isn't much mind left in D. Scott's head anyway, so the only thing we're really wasting here is your time. Welcome inside the mind of D. Scott. Ladies and gentlemen, we are experiencing te technical difficulties. Please stand by. Welcome back to uh, episode 25. Not welcome back to episode 25. Welcome back to the podcast. Uh, it's episode 25. should probably clarify that one because that's a little confusing when you say weird stuff like that. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Of course, subscribe to it, like it, share it. Tell your friends and tell a friend. Uh, this is actually take number two on this episode of the podcast. We tried doing this the other day and the computer uh, decided that it just didn't want to work anymore. If the internet didn't want to internet, and uh, it, it went bye-bye. Not that anyone really knows that because you didn't get the little bit that we had. I think we got about 20 minutes, 25 minutes into the episode and I lost connection. We have to do them on Zoom because we're not allowed to be anywhere near each other and I can't have strange people in the building. Plus my guest lives like an hour and a half away from here, uh, which is here would be Albany, New York. Uh, good friend, uh, pretty much a brother of mine, my buddy Justin or J-Rod used to be an intern. What's up, buddy? How you doing? Good, man. How are you? Uh, we're doing okay, I think, uh, so far, as long as nothing happens to the feed. You aren't frozen yet, so that that's a good sign. Yeah, no, but it took like a half hour last time, bro. And then it was just like, boom. And then all of a sudden, my computer was like, we're not interneting anymore. And so you broke it, and then it was it. Hey, Karen. I'm going to call it a Karen. Okay, so my internet here at work is a Karen. Awesome. Good times. Um, so for those of you that don't know, J-Raj has uh, come and gone from the radio business uh, a couple of different times, interned for me when I worked at a radio station in Albany that I am no longer employed with. Um, one of my favorite times in radio was having him intern for me because I was allowed to do whatever I wanted when he was in the studio with him which anything I wanted uh, usually included beating him with a wiffle ball bat on the air. Um, we used him as a human pinata one time. And it was uh, right before we were doing a radio station concert. It was literally the night before the concert and we had a club gig and J Raj was propped. Up. I don't know how we, we put him in a harness and he was hanging. There off. Was a, you were like, it was like there workout. was a lot to that. It was like workout equipment, wasn't it? Yeah, I, have, I sent you a picture the other day, and I had a snowmobile helmet on, <laughs> some sort of pads around me. I don't even, I think it might have been workout equipment. I forgot whose it was, but there well, was. The, the apparatus that we hung you from, I want to say, was some kind of workout equipment, because that wasn't something that we just had at the radio station. No, I. it was, it was the best. Those... It was probably, we, we were together for what, four or five months? I if believe that. So. Yes, I, that sounds you know, it was. It was probably the best time in radio that, like you said, and that I've ever had, you know, with, with my time, because we did whatever the hell we wanted, whenever we, we wanted. We really had matter. just like, we had free reign to do whatever it was on the air, as long as we weren't doing something like, to lose a license or anything like that, but it was like, go ahead and have fun and, and just do it. Um, one of the things we did, 
I remember just for the hell of it was we were on the air during a thunderstorm and I sent you up on the roof to see if it, how bad it was is what I believe. <laughs> what we did. And uh, I was asked the following day um, if we really did that. And I'm like, no, 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 no. We set it all up. We really did that. Then like, whoever it was, was like, it sounded great. <laughs> yeah. It, was, it sounded great. You weren't up there, but it sounded phenomenal. Yeah, but that, that was like literally like you didn't really put him up on the roof, right? And I was like, no, I did. Because they were like, because that would be bad. And I'm like, no, 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 we set the whole thing up and whatever. Yeah, no, we, we sent you up the ladder through the hatch in the, in the, in the ceiling and uh, to the roof in a thunderstorm. I remember I had to go to the store right before that to get a Bluetooth for my ear. Oh. I was like, if I go up there on my phone, like it's going to be a shit show. Went and bought Bluetooth headphones, went up and went in the garage, looked up, and I was like, yeah, I can absolutely get up there. And yeah, no, I knew you could. There I was. <laughs> I, knew I, had, I knew I had full confidence in the fact that you could get to the roof from that ladder that was in the garage. So that's why we did that. Also, one of the fun things we did, it took a while to get out, and it was weird, um, was... Senjaya was on American Idol. So we're talking like one of the very early seasons of American Idol, whenever the hell that was. And uh, we dressed J-Raj up as Senjaya's number one fan. We had a white t-shirt that said Senjaya's number one fan. We bought a wig in, that was made into pony, a ponytail mohawk. And we sent him to a local mall to sing to random shoppers in the mall. I think the only- I totally forgot about that. Did you really? mentioned it on a podcast, a couple of podcasts ago, and I texted you, I was like, yo, Sanjaya, totally forgot about, about that. That was fun and humiliating and amazing, all kind of I think. Up. I think the only problem we really ran into was like, it was like a Tuesday night and the mall was not crowded at all. So it kind of- so we like struggled to find people to sing to, but um, all in all, I mean, we made it work, but, and then the thing that sucked too, or would have been better is if social media was where it is now, because we could have Facebook live that or like Instagram live that. Yeah, and it was 2007. Yeah, I think. maybe. Possi that's possible. Um. And yeah, I think at the time, like MySpace was a thing and that was it. And that didn't have a go live feature because we hadn't gotten there yet. Yeah. So that's um, actually, I think how we met was MySpace back, back in the day. It's kind of was our first introduction to each more other. Than, more than likely. I know you had gotten uh, like a promotions job at the station and stuff and um, like met my ex-wife or something. I, I don't even remember how the hell it all worked out, but then we ended up talking and making it work that you would <clears throat> come in and quote unquote intern for me. Um, it, it was essentially, it was my stunt boy of the night show, which you really don't have anymore. So it was, uh, it was a lot of fun, dude. We'd send you out to deliver pizzas in like 92 minutes or less or whatever the hell that was. And you got lost like and, everywhere. Yeah. You got lost. Yeah, I have no idea. Yeah. Wherever I am, I map quest it. If that, we didn't even have MapQuest. If we had MapQuest, it was like you had to print out the directions. Like you couldn't use your phone to do that because 
And we all had flip phones and shit back then. We didn't, there was no smartphones. And then all the stuff we did was kind of just on a whim. There was no plan on it. If it was, it was like a day before. We're like, you know what? We should do this. It was all of, fuck yeah. it, we're going to do it and see what happens. Uh, the pizza you know, thing was, was later. the pizza thing was planned because that was a promotion. But I think that was yeah. the only, that was literally like the only thing that we ever planned out. Everything else was just kind of like, um, yeah, no, we're going to do this tonight. And we did that. Yeah. And it worked for the most part. It worked. And then I was, I wasn't employed on that station much longer after that. Uh, but that's whatever. That's, that's, that's water under the bridge at this point. But we had a lot of fun doing it. And the one thing that I think is great for you um, on, a, on a personal note, because you have gotten to go and like, do radio elsewhere, you know, where I've, I've only gone as far as like Poughkeepsie to do stuff. And I'm on in New Haven, but I don't have to travel to New Haven uh, thanks to technology. But, you know, you, you were out in Colorado for a while and you did awesome out in Colorado. Again, as a stunt boy, I believe. Um, yeah, I kind of did everything. I was the assistant promo director. I did stuff in the morning show was there was their stunt boy did nights sometimes voice tracked overnights production i did the whole everything basically i was a jack of all trades nice. that's what my business card said at least jack of all trades on it so <laughs> you know but that was that was a ton of fun i learned a lot you know made a lot of friends and connections and right you know radio is kind of a, in your blood it never goes out yeah, um, I, I don't know how many people are listening to this episode that have listened to previous episodes. Uh, I did one, I think it was like the second episode of the podcast I actually did with Mike Patrick and Lou Roberts. And for those that don't know Mike Patrick by that name, he was Shadow Michaels back in the day, uh, if you remember that name, if you're my age and remember listening to the radio back when we were younger. Um, and the one thing I said to those two is... And, and this goes for like the three of us when we were in that room, I, I, I basically said that you had the love of radio that more, a bigger love for radio than the three of us had. And they kind of looked at me with like two heads and I'm like, no, I'm serious. Like that kid, he doesn't have the talent that we have, at least on air. And that's not a, that's not a knock. And I'm pretty sure I said on there too. I was like, he'll tell you that too. Like he will. Absolutely. <laughs> I was like, but I was like, his love of radio far exceeds my love of radio um which i i commend you on that i think that's that's pretty awesome um because it's not that i don't love this business and i know a lot of people that do love this business and honestly i think to this day you might have the biggest love of radio from anyone that i know in this business and that goes for the major market talent that i know to anybody else that's you know might be looking for a job at this point um your love for radio. And I don't know why I, it's not like it's been really good to you. Um, maybe you just it's like, been, it's been okay. Maybe you just like abusive relationships. I don't know. <laughs> I'll always love it. And it, it hates me, you know, but like you said, the talent is not there, you know, but the love and I'll do anything. Like, I don't really care, you know, whatever it is, I'll do it. You want me to do overnights? Sure. Do you want me to just, do your paperwork. All right. You know, when I, when I moved out to Colorado, I lived in a basement. 
you know. Basement boy. No that was your name. Yeah. Was, your name was Basement Boy. <laughs> yep. You know, I I didn't have a car. I used a station vehicle to get everywhere, so I had to go. Jesus. You know, I didn't I didn't care. I didn't even know where Colorado was on a map until I got out there a few few months in. I was wow. like, holy shit, I moved a far far away. Yeah, you know? you, but yeah, <laughs> the other side of the country. <laughs> you know, but you know the love. You know, I've done. I've done radio where I live now, you know, and not doing it anymore. They decided to go a different direction, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm still, you know, butthurt about that. <laughs> you're butthurt that they went in a different direction or you're butthurt that you just don't work there anymore? A little bit of both. I kind of, you know, I got, I don't know the word for it, but stepping back, I guess, kind of, you know, like, they're like, oh, you got this. And then nope, we're going to take it away from you and we're not going to use you much at all anymore for the experience that you have, you know, to the point I don't even listen to them anymore because I'm just like like an ex-girlfriend thing. I'm like, you hurt me. I don't, I don't like you anymore. <laughs> you know, well, this business though is is weird like that. I've heard, I've had that, I've heard of that happening to quite a few people where it's like they were told they were getting something. They were the next this, the next that. And then when push came to shove, management decided to do something else. And uh, I never really thought that was a great way to handle business. Um, but you and I have talked about that radio station uh, that you worked for, because you would you know, text me every once in a while about it or whatever. And I mean, I understand you wanting to be on the air. I completely get that. Um, but in my eyes, with the experience that I have and, and, and the limited knowledge I have of radio programming because uh, I've never really programmed any stations but I have worked in radio for 21 years so I have a pretty good idea of how it's done um, I wasn't a hundred percent a big fan of the way the station was run and the way things went so in all honesty as much as you love the being a part of the business it's probably better off for you that you did not get what you thought you were going to get yeah, and I kind of, you know, to to the tail end of it, my love for it was dwindling, and that sucked, you know, driving there every day, and like, I don't even enjoy this. Right. You know, it's just a, a cluster where I used to, you know, you work in radio, you don't ever feel like you're working. Mm-hmm. It's always fun, where there, I was like, I'm working, and there's, it's just a circus, you know, and I enjoyed it, don't get me wrong, but to the tail end of it, it was I was losing that love and just sucked. I like teary eyed. I'm like, what is going on with this? I don't enjoy it as much as I should, you know, Uh, a poorly run anything as far as like when you're working somewhere and it's run poorly, no matter how much you enjoy it tends to drain the life and enjoyment out of that. I don't think that's, that's not specific to radio. You know, if you are a chef, and you love to cook, and that's what you do. And you don't own the restaurant, you just happen to be like the executive chef there. And you go in and management sucks, and they treat you like shit, or they do whatever it is that they do. They can suck the love of whatever the business is right out of you. Bad management will do that every single time. Uh, I'm fortunate where I'm at now that I thoroughly enjoy working for the management that I work for. We have a lot of fun. Uh, I'm left alone, which is, which is great because they have, it's, it, I don't want to, not that I can't take constructive criticism or air checks or critiques, 
but they have the faith in me to just say, Hey, you, you know what you're doing, go in there and do it. So, yeah. um, you know, and it, it, listen, I mean, I, I don't get me wrong, dude. I go through funks of doing this stuff because it's a lot different than it was when I started. So it's kind of like, I'm like, Whoa, you know, cause it, the, the live aspect, although we sound it, you know, don't, don't get it twisted. I definitely sound like I'm on the air live and I still sound better than the competition that's on. And I'm not afraid to say that I challenge anyone to tell me that I do not sound better than what's on against me at night in this area. Well, like you said, you have, you have 21 years and yeah. then the other person has, sounds like a year. <laughs> yeah. And, and you know, and that, well, but you know, but still, and granted, we base a lot on ratings um, for the most part. And that's how people try to, I think people put too much faith in that a little bit uh, when it comes, when it boils down to talent or sound, like, well, my numbers are better than yours. I'm like, I don't give a shit. Like what? Are you kidding me? It's like when Michael well, Jordan, yeah, played, like, it's like when Michael Jordan played for the Washington wizards. Are you telling me because his team lost all the time that he wasn't still Michael Jordan? He just was on a shitty, yeah. he, he, not, and I'm not saying I'm on a shitty team, but, the ratings are the ratings. They are what they are. And the way that they're measured, it's, it's all, it is what it is. But uh, it, that does not measure talent. It does not measure sound. It does not measure how good you actually are at what you do. That just means that more people remember your whatever. Well, fuck it, whatever. I know, I'm not even sure how much I'm supposed to talk about ratings and shit like that. So fuck it. Yeah. Well, when, like, yeah, speaking of that, whatever. But like when I, lived when I worked in Albany, when I worked down in Colorado, Denver, you know, it was based upon that stuff, mm -hmm. you know, where here, I, here are I am is, is not based upon that stuff. And right. now it's hard for me right. to get used to where, Hey, let's do this. Nope. We, we can't, let's not do that. That doesn't really, really matter. You know, where social media is a bit, it's a game changer. Right. Where oh. Around here, it's, it's not, it's more about the companies and commercials and, you know, all that jazz, not so much the listener or the talent. Mm -hmm. uh, so I had a hard time adjusting to that life of that much didn't really matter. Your social media presence, community presence didn't really kind of count, you know, as much as it did when I was in Albany, Colorado, Denver, that those areas. Right. You know, I mean, definitely now your social media footprint in this business is uh is definitely a major thing digital just in general um is really really big all your big names all your big name companies are focused on digital as a, you know and they're on their product too obviously you, you your digital footprint based you know, there's a lot of that is based on what you're doing on the air uh community involvement will always be big in radio no matter what anyone says um local community being involved in the community will always be big. That's where we really strive um, because you can do a lot. You get out there and you see people and you know, the, the goal is every single time that you're out doing something, you have a positive um, interaction with the radio station. And you know, sometimes that's hard uh, because people are people, um, but you know, and we do our best. Like I, I would guarantee that not too many people since uh, for, for a long time now have had a, a negative experience when dealing with me in public, whether I like people or not, I sure as hell can pretend that I like people. Um, I like being social as much as I don't like people. I like being social. I like being able to entertain people, make them laugh, 
have some fun. Um, I remember going to a couple of different like events that we have done. Uh, we used to do this thing at the mall for Halloween and we would bring our cornhole game or whatever the hell it was. And, uh, you know, two in, you win a pro, whatever the fuck that, whatever it was that we were doing. And I was literally giving, these are kids, dude. They're like little trick or treater kids at the mall. And everybody that came through that threw the, threw a fucking bag at a hole won a prize. It didn't matter. I was like, nope, nobody's going home empty handed. It's trick or treat. It's Halloween. These are little kids. And my salesman comes up, he goes, uh, we got to slow down with just like giving everything away. Cause we're starting to run out of, you know, we were, we were running out of candy or, or we shouldn't just give everything away. I was like, go get more candy. I was like, I'm not going to not give something away. I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm like it's Halloween. These kids, they can just walk around and say trick or treat and people putting shit in their bag. I'm like, they're playing the game as something to do. You're going to win no matter what. And I'm certainly not going to tell a four-year-old, oh, you didn't make it in a hole. You can't have anything, you little shit. No. Like, what's wrong with you? I was like, get out of here. Nobody, everybody wins something. I mean. Well, absolutely. You, you know, know, and you're, you're, you're the best hype man, too, like, that I've ever been around. I've only been around you, really. But, like, well, you know, like, you. <laughs> you know, and. I'm not, even sure was, I'm not even sure that was a compliment, but whatever. <laughs> it was. It was backhanded one. Thank um, you. You know, like we we would be at the club, you know, and it'd be dead on a Thursday night, you know, and you get on the mic and the place would place would erupt, you know, because you're you're positive and you know how to entertain the crowd and admit that there might not be shit to do, but you're good <laughs> at handling it and taking people's minds away from this is boring. Let's yeah. have fun. <laughs> Well, you, I mean, and I, I it, listen, and that's not the easiest thing to do. I've all, don't get me wrong. Like, and I appreciate the praise outside of the backhanded compliment you gave me a minute ago. Um, I've gone out to clubs where it was slow and literally just kind of like hung out. I mean, I got paid for it, but it was like, what am I doing? Like, why are we, I almost felt bad taking the people's money. Although I took it. Um, I felt bad because I'm like, it, it, you know, and then, a lot of times too, you ra we ran into the issues of them going like, it's dead because you know what you guys aren't doing your job. And I'm like, no, you're not doing your job. Like you can't fully put all promotions on us to do that. You, you need to have some of the responsibility of promoting your place, not my place. Car places. I remember doing car emotes, you know, where they'd be like, where's the people? We we have pizza, you know, like we get like ten pizzas, and we're like, the drive home is pizza and a spinning wheel. Yeah, and they like, where's everybody? It's a car dealership. They don't want to like come and hang out on a Saturday afternoon at a car dealership, and that'd be on us. You know, we're like, <laughs> there's only so much we can do to entertain basically car salesmen at a car um, lot. The the one thing I've always looked at. In, in you know we still do them here or there but a lot of times it has to be an event like the dealership is doing something really big and we're there as added value um but you know i i would I, i'm like dude no one wants to come win a cd and put themselves thirty five thousand dollars in debt like because that's what you're doing you're buying a car absolutely you're putting yourself in debt so it's like oh but i got this cd fuck out of here yeah. i had a uh a, a, an owner i didn't even know he was the owner of the car dealership one time 
come up to me and I was about to do a drop. Um, for those of you that are not radio aficionados, a drop is when you hear somebody on location break in and say, hey, we're here till whenever and we're doing this and this is what we got and you can win this and you know, they got these deals and those deals and blah, 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 blah. So I was about to do one and this man comes walking up to me that I have no idea who this guy is. Didn't really care. Uh, it was way out in the middle of nowheresville. So he's like, oh, so you can let me get on the radio with you? Do a drop with you? I was like, I can't do that. I'm sorry. I was like, I, I, we're not allowed to put clients on our drops. We're just, we're not allowed to do that. He's like, yeah, but don't you, don't you know who I am? And I was like, I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but I don't really care who you are. I was like, my boss said that I'm not allowed to do this. We're not doing it. And I was like, you know, if you'll excuse me, I have to do this. I'm running out of time. So I go and do it and I get all finished. And then I come back and he's like, he, under, he, he, he understood. Uh, I wasn't, a, I wasn't a jack off to him or anything like that, but he came up, <laughs> he was the owner. And, uh, I, but I'm like, dude, it doesn't matter. Like I honest to God, before I went to the remote, I had talked to the program director and he was like, I think he knew that this, you know, that they let, you know, he's like, just make sure you're not put, don't put any clients on. Don't, don't let them do that. Da, 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 da. Because they don't have any filter. So they'll come on and be like, you know, screw this other place. And da, da, da. And you know, those other places actually are clients of ours as well. And it never really ends well. Like when you got a client talking shit about another client on your station, they're like, Oh, what the fuck? So he came up and told me he was the owner. I was like, dude, I wasn't trying to be a jerk. I was like, you got to understand. Like I, I was specifically told not to allow anybody else to do the drops with me. Nothing. Yeah. And he you understood. Know, or they, we've done that. And, you know, they want to take control of the whole thing where mm -hmm. you get basically the station in there and that's all. And right. You're like, yeah, that's, that's, you're paying me to be here. That's my job. Right. They want to just, they want to hear themselves basically like, yeah. you know, on the radio more than anything else. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think you're wrong. It's, you know, I think it's an egotistical thing where they're like, Oh, I can be on the radio. And I'm like, eh. yeah, but dude, you're paying me to do these. Like that was the thing too. Like I'm here to, be here with the station i was like but this is why i'm here is to do these drops like i'm getting paid to do these drops and that guy was actually the guy paying me but that's besides the point um but that was I, i've had a gm come up to me at a car like a used car dealership one time I was like where is everybody i'm like damned if i know bro and he was like are you doing your drops but yeah i'm doing my drops like i'm doing what i'm i'm doing my job yeah how come nobody's coming I'm like, I don't know. Maybe because we're out in the middle of nowhere. I have no idea. Maybe because it's a car dealer. I don't know. Or care. Just whatever. So. Yeah. I remember our job was basically to feed. Basically there to feed us and the salesman. Yeah. And maybe have like one person come. But it was always your, your stereotypical person that would come to every remote that you had. No matter oh. what it was, they'd be there. <laughs> Yeah, you can always tell too. If you got any movie passes, out of here. <laughs> out of here. What CDs do you got? Got a t-shirt? <laughs> you only got thirty seconds. You got more radio station t-shirts than I do. I work here. Get out of here. <laughs> um, but no, we uh, we kind of shied away from those, like the just the kind of car remotes in general. Um, but I also think a lot of dealerships came to realize that it was really not worth their time either. You know, it's not so much us going no um it was them going 
it's not really worth our money to do all this stuff. And unless, and like I said, unless there are places that do it right and they throw events and you know, whether it's some sort of customer appreciation thing and they have us there just to have, you know, as extra, but they also have live music and they got food and they got this and they got that. And you have your loyal customers that are coming to take advantage of all that. Plus C it, it builds a relationship, which I think is a great idea for dealerships to do because it, it, it builds a relationship with your, your clients um, to want to buy from you again, because now, you know, you're, you're feeling more welcome in part, you feel more part of the, quote unquote family of the dealership. So it's not a, it's not a bad idea. And I don't want to knock car dealerships too bad. I, I am endorsed by, I am endorsing a, a dealership and I love, I mean, but they, they treat me great and they treat people great. So, um, so there's that. I don't know why people are messaging me at 635 on teams right now. That's new. Like what the fuck? <laughs> I'm not working. I mean, you know, but every, you know, every remote, it was fun. You know, you can make your, I remember I was offered to do a remote when I was, when I was out there, you know, and they offered, they wanted me as a person. I was like, well, that's fucking cool. Right. You know, who wants this, you know, this dude that helped on the morning show go do a remote by himself. You know, mm. I was like a restaurant, you know, and I was like, well, this is not going to be the funnest activity ever, you know, right. but is you make it fun of it i don't care what it is it's whatever you put into it is how it is if you just sit there and do nothing it's going to be boring you know but you got to put on like you said an event about a radio station event to make it fun and enjoyable for you it also makes it sound fun when you're doing your breaks your drops whatever on the radio for people to come out and hang out with you and the the crew and the station that's pretty much what it's all about. I mean, you take it, you, you make it fun for the people that are there. If there's five people there, make it fun for those five people. Um, however you can, even, it, you know, depending on the event and how long they're going to be there. If, if they're hanging out for a while, I've done stuff at like grocery stores and stuff. So really it's like, you're just passing by, you know, you, you walk, like if we're set up outside the grocery store, you're walking in and walking out one way or the other, I'm going to get you. And, and if I got a microphone, I'm going to get you to come play our game. Like that, that's it. Like, Hey, uh, come here, <laughs> you know, call them, I call them out on the mic and they, cause they can hear me. So if they're, you know, 50, 60, a hundred feet away, I can get on the microphone and be like, Hey, you walking in the door now, like, Hey, come play this game. It's free. And I throw that out there all the time because people are like, Oh, it's free. And they come walking over and it's like, what do I got to do? It's cornhole. Like, you know, you probably play this when you're drunk you're sober now. I hope, I assume you drove here and you, got your... <laughs> you never know nowadays. <laughs> I, I know. I, but you know, usually when you roll up with kids, like I'm just assuming you're sober, you know, but <laughs> I could be wrong. I've been to Chuck E. Cheese. That shit was weird. Well, you smell like booze. Cool. <laughs> so does Chuck E. Cheese. So ah. <laughs> like Chuck E. Cheese smells like beef and uh, beef and cheese and alcohol. What the fuck? Um, <laughs> But no, it's, it's always about making it fun for the people that are at whatever event it is that you're doing, no matter, no matter what. Uh, you always want people walking away from your station with a positive experience and remembering the station and going, oh, yeah, no, I remember that guy. He was with this station. And like, we've done it at concerts where now um, at the TU Center, 
which if you're outside the capital region, that, that's like our big arena here in Albany, New York. One of our big places, one of our big venues that is currently just not doing shit because you can't, everything's canceled. Um, but they, remember how like out front, it was like a big atrium, but it was open air. So like, yeah, we would set up on the street, whatever, you know, at a station over here playing music, and we were playing music and now everything, it's enclosed now. They shut the whole thing in. So we can't, nobody's allowed to play music inside. So everyone else is like, well, what do we do? We just hang out at our table. I'm like, the fuck we do? You hang out at your table. I'm going to walk around and talk to people. And that's what I do. Because before doors open and everyone's waiting to get in, they're all hanging out in this atrium. They're in this, the quote unquote lobby. So they're downstairs in this big crowd or going up the stairs at the doors waiting to get through security. I literally grab one of our promotions people and we walk around, dude. When I just talk to people, Hey, how you doing? I'm D Scott, blah, 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 blah. Like just, that's it. And every single person, like as many people as I can talk to, I will interact with. <laughs> Absolutely. Like I said, you're the best like hype man, like ever, it's, you know, if you're just chilling, you know, like you're bored in a lobby, someone right. comes up, talk to them, like have well, fun, have fun with it. And a lot of times too, we would, what we were, what we've been doing is taking something um, regardless of what it is. Like Ariana Grande came and she has a pet pig who's named Notorious P.I.G. So we dressed one of our people up in a pig costume and took pictures with people. You want to take pictures with Ariana Grande's pet pig? That's awesome. with me. Like, or Piggy Smalls. I think it was, I think his name is Piggy Smalls is what the, the pig's name was. So we had this dude dressed as a pig. Um, the Jonas Brothers, we dressed him up as a ladybug, the love bug. Walked around and took pictures with the love bug. Like that, just different. I dressed up as, uh, I dressed up as Taylor Swift when I was out in Colorado. And it was just like on a whim. She was coming to town, you know, and I was like, I should dress up like her. They're like, okay. I was like, wait, what? You know, and <laughs> went and got a freaking wig from the store and a sundress. And, you know, if you, if you spotted me, you got tickets to go see to go see Taylor out in Denver and you know I was on the side of the road and I went to a Chick-fil-A nice. out there and, you know I put my ass right on the counter I I think I had underwear on maybe I don't really know um you know and I just you know nice. that's what you know that's what radio I feel is about is having fun and that unfortunately has kind of drifted you it, know away from the funness of going out and doing things because you can't anymore they don't I don't think allow that to happen as much as, as it should. We, money no, we, or, you know. we find way, we find ways to do it. There are still people out there that are doing it. Um, it's become a little, a little bit more different, a little bit more different, a little different uh, than it was. But that, I mean, like I said earlier that I'm, I'm love the staff that I work with here because we figure out ways to make shit happen. Um, nobody's doing stuff like that at concerts around here, dude. And, you know, me talking about it here, I'm spill. I, I, and I feel like, Oh no, I'm spilling. All, I'm not really spilling any secrets because the competition has been at the shows that we've been at and they still ain't doing shit. So we just keep doing it. And that's the thing is like, we've had that conversation. It was like, well, what if they, this, and I'm like, all right, but we're still, we do it better. Like regardless of, 
the amount of people they can bring or have if they have a street team, whatever it is. I'm like, but they don't have me. Like, and that's not to toot my own horn at all. I'm, I'm not, I don't ever walk around acting like I'm the greatest at what I do. Cause I'm not, I'm the, I know there's a million people out there better at it, but here I'm like, they don't have me. So don't worry about it. Like they're, it doesn't matter. And I'm right because I'm not afraid to talk to people. I'm not, I am not glued to the promotions table, not hanging out with the prize wheel. Fuck that. I'm going to talk to people. Exactly. If we don't have shit to do, I'm going to talk to people like that. That's all I do. Like when we do uh, the shows up in Saratoga, bro, I'm not standing at that table the whole time. I'll walk up and down the line waiting for people that are waiting to get in. Hey, how you doing? Hey, how you doing? Hey, how you doing? I just, what are you doing? Oh, you know, just start cracking jokes and talking to people. And they're like, oh, who's this guy? And then, you know, they look at you weird. And I'm like, oh, by the way, I'm D. Scott, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, oh, okay. I was listening to you on the way up. And I'm like, yeah, okay, thanks, cool. Stop by the table and win an upgrade, ticket upgrade, whatever it is. You know, it, it's, a, it's a lost art, but it's something so simple that I don't understand why more people don't do that shit. And when people, pe- listeners, they remember that shit too. Right. You know, they remember everything, no matter how small it is, they remember it. Something that is glued in, into their minds of, oh, I'm a, I met this guy that works at the radio station. That's, that's awesome. You know, they remember it. Well, you would hope so. Most my new things ever. I hope so. Um, but then again, going back to the ratings things, my ratings don't say that, but that's fine. Uh, <laughs> it is what it is. That, that's whatever. Uh, anyway, enough radio bullshit. You think we're gonna have a baseball season this year? Yeah, I mean, I'm super stoked about it, but in the next sentence, I'm not really that excited because I feel like you're gonna get two weeks into it. And they're going to cancel it. Um, that seems to be the feeling going around baseball, too. I've listened to some insiders, you know, that spill the beans because <laughs> that's their job. <laughs> they're, they're reporters. They're like, oh, you know, when I talk to people, they don't think – they know they think they're going to start when they're supposed to, but they don't think they're, they're going to finish the season. Yeah. And, like, I'm, I'm a huge Mets fan, and I live at Mass, so I don't get the station that yeah. I want to. You know, so I have to get the the app, and they want me to pay sixty bucks for sixty games, if that. Right. And I'm like, I don't, I don't wanna. Am I going to? Probably. <laughs> no, but like, <laughs> I don't think it's fair. I feel like it should be free because I'm gonna put sixty bucks out, and it's gonna get canceled, and right. then I'm out. You know, all that money, and that's gonna suck because I need money in my life. <laughs> yeah. I, have, I have three kids. You know. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. That is, <laughs> that is very true. No, I, and I don't, I don't know, man. I don't, I'm, I'm weary about this NBA season. Uh, I know I see, uh, I see all this stupid shit all over Facebook, like all over say, social media. People are like, screw that. I'm not watching those overpaid blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, shut up. Because all the people that you see for whatever reason that think, you know, uh, they're not going to watch the NFL because of the, the protests or the NBA because of the social justice protests. And I'm like, you know, maybe not the NBA because you, you got to like, you got to like basketball to watch basketball. But I know like 95% of the people that are pissing and moaning on social media about these millionaire black cry babies or whatever they want to call them still watch the NFL. I, I 95 to 99.9% of those people still watch the NFL. 
regardless of what they say on yeah. social media. They're like, I'm not watching it. Fuck that guy, man. And I'm like, really? Really? You you don't you think it's wrong that you know they want equal rights? Like really want equal equal rights? That's wrong. By the way, I know you're watching the game. I can see it on your television. Stupid. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna sit there on a Sunday. Well, they play almost every day. I feel like now NFL. <laughs> you know, you're not gonna you're not gonna sit there and watch the game. You're gonna go do yard work. No, I'm gonna find something else. Stuff. Like, shut up. One of the funniest things I saw with the NFL is when they start doing this Thursday night football shit, right? <laughs> and they go, they go, it's uh, or may I? It might have been like a Saturday night game or something like that. It was. It was funny because they were like, it's Thursday night football on a Saturday. I'm like, that's fucking Saturday football. Why are you like, why are you calling it Thursday night football on Saturday? I'm like, why not just say it's it's not Thursday night shit on any other night except for Thursday? It's not how it works. What do we name this? Oh, that works. Yeah, it's a, it's supposed to be Saturday, but it's Thursday, so we'll go with that, not just Thursday night football. We're right. going to add some words to it. They're like, well, you know, because we're playing on a Saturday, but we're going to call it Thursday night football. I'm like, it's Saturday night football. Like, I don't understand. That's <laughs> if you, whatever day you're playing on, it's that day. Like, you can't, I don't have a Tuesday version of fucking Thursday. It's just <laughs> Tuesday. Like, this is, this is the Tuesday version of it. This is Saturday. It's not, it's not, hey, Saturday. that's like saying, Hey, this is Monday Night Football on Thursday night. No, dipshit. It's Thursday night. <laughs> and Saturday football is, is meant for college football, not NFL. NFL should have been Sunday and Monday. That's all. Because the Thursday night games are shitty teams that they want people to watch, and they do the color scheme things. Okay. So it's basically probably for money as well. Um, you know, so Thursday most, night games. Most, I most of everything useless. they do is for money. I don't. I don't know if you noticed. Yeah. It's mostly all about the advertising. Uh, I was watching a game one week, and I I haven't really, really followed football for years now. Um, I just don't. I'm like, eh, whatever. I'll watch it. Don't get me wrong. It's not. I'm not. I'm not saying I don't watch it. Just don't really follow it all that much. Um, but I'm watching a game on a Sunday. The other team kicked the field goal and scores, right? They make the field goal. So they're like, all right, break, commercial break. So I watch six minutes of commercials. The game comes back on. They kick off. Fucking tackle the guy. Back to commercials. Yeah. Are you shitting me? I was like, I got 30 seconds of football and 12 minutes of commercials. What? Well, I used to, like, record the game and yeah. then go do some shit. And then come back, and I'd stay off social media, stay off all my sports apps. I'd get pizza, and I'd watch the game. And I'd fast forward through all the commercials. I was like, this is the way to go. Just record everything. I would do that for baseball games sometimes. You know, just if I didn't care who was up, just fast forward. You know, and boom, done. Well, now, here's the thing. Average a football game on TV is what? Four, three hours, four hours? Yeah, usually one to four. So, yeah, three hours, yeah. Yeah, like three hours. They a lot. They give you a three-hour time frame to play depending on overtime and all that shit. The game's only an hour long. The actual game is an hour. If you think it's, about it. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's four 15-minute yeah. quarters. 
That's an hour. So, no, I'm sorry. It would be an hour and 20 minutes uh, with halftime. If you get 20 minutes. To, wait, no, because I usually think the halftime is supposed to be like 15 minutes. It's like another quarter. So it's an hour and 15 minutes, we'll say. It's on yeah. TV for three and a half hours. That's, so yeah, that's nuts. That's I remember two, when that I... Is two hours of, that's two hours of advertising. <laughs> all about that, that dough. Um, I remember when I moved out to Colorado, I got there on like a, like a Friday. And this, that Saturday, went to a club, just got absolutely just smashed on my mind. And you know me. Two beers in, I'm done. Yep. You know, and <laughs> you know, I woke up that next day, the Sunday, at like 11, I think it was, and the one o'clock games were on. I was like, oh shit, forgot. Oh that. yeah, yeah, you forgot about yeah. the whole time change. Right. I was like, sweet, football starts at like nine o'clock and <laughs> ends at one. <laughs> like, I'm like, that was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> the best thing ever. Like I got the rest of the day after football. Football's done, and we're good. It was the it's, best thing in the world. It's kind of like now, where they're without baseball actually being played right now. They've been playing uh, the Korean baseball, like the South Korean league. And like I wake up on a Saturday morning at like seven in the morning, and there's a game on live. <laughs> yeah, I, I the, try. I try to watch. I usually take the baby at like. 6 30 every morning and i'll sit there and i'm like i try to watch it but a i don't know who anybody is right you know no, i'm I like mean, i don't i don't get it i'm just so kind of like, i'm just watching it to watch baseball yo i watched the yankees batting practice the other day like it was i was like oh baseball yay the yankees are on and it was like live bp so they had uh one of the bullpen pitchers was pitching but he was throwing to there was no cage uh and nobody was running <laughs> so, and if you walked, you had four, like the pitcher was, it was like a live count. So if you went, if you got four pitches that were balls, your at bat was over. You went back to the dugout. The batters were like, this is bullshit. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> this year is going to be so weird watching games with like nobody in the stands, though. Like, yeah. It's, I mean, yeah. but I, I do feel like baseball is one of those where you need them, but football, I feel like, you don't exactly need the fans there because you're not really focused on them as much. Right. Yeah. But even in baseball, like you're not really that concerned with the fans as you know, I think basketball might be a little bit difficult without fans. Um, Hockey as well. Yeah. I don't don't watch hockey. So (laughs) I just don't watch it. Um, But I think the base, you know, baseball, I I tell you what I do enjoy watching without, uh, without a crowd is golf. Because you can hear everything. Golf is fucking boring. Yeah, but I play golf, so it's fun for me to watch. Um, I play mini, mini golf. Is, that's, that's my go. That's my go-to. Okay. But, so, yeah, as I was saying, uh, it's cool, <laughs> you know, because they don't have to be mic'd up because the cameras are right there on the course. So you can pretty much hear the banter that's going on and all that stuff. Like, I watched the match – uh, part two or whatever they called it, where it was Tiger Woods and Peyton Manning versus Phil Mickelson and Tom Brady. That was awesome uh, because it was lighthearted, you know, and you got four of the most competitive people you can find, two of the best golfers in the world, 
and they're just out there. And like Tiger on the course is not usually joking around. Like he's pretty dialed in to what he's doing. But to hear him goofing, you know, playing around, Peyton Manning's hilarious. Uh, Tom Brady is uh, whatever. Um, and Phil Mickelson's hilarious. I don't like him at all. <laughs> Brady. I, I, I don't really, I don't really care about the guy. I mean, it was cool because you got. I think what it was was you got to see the human side of four people you don't see the human side of quite a bit, um, especially Tom Brady. You know, and for most of Tiger's career, you didn't really see the human side of him either because he was so laser focused on the golf course that up until recently, the past few years, where he's kind of laid back more and become more of a talking to reporters and goofing off and, and playing around as opposed to that, you know, that just intense competitive nature that he had instilled in him from a very young age. So to see these guys having fun and even Brady, like I'm not a huge Brady fan either. You're not going to find me cheering too many fucking athletes from new England. Um, even though he's from, he's in Tampa now, but he's still a Patriot. I don't, I don't yeah. give a shit. Well, no, thanks. Well, <laughs> you know, it's kind of like me going like when, when I watched like uh, FS1, the sports shit, like the like, you know the baseball stuff. And they got like A Rod and David Ortiz. I don't want to listen to fucking David Ortiz, man. I don't. I don't. He's a Red Sox. I don't give a shit. He's not going to sing any praises of anybody else. But the Red Sox could be a hundred and uh, zero and hundred and sixty-two, lose every game of the season, and Ortiz is still like these guys are great. They're the Red Sox. They're amazing. I'm like, dude, shut the, shut up. Like, you can give credit to other people. You're not on the payroll anymore, bro. Knock it off. Yeah. He thinks he is. He's one of those where, like, he'll always be on the team, like the ball boy, (laughs) you know, where they graduated from high school 20 years ago, but they're still, they're still part of the team. They're still going to wear the jacket, still say they're on the team. And you're like, bro, you're not, though. Like, you're old. Stop it. I mean, don't get me wrong. I understand that it, he is going to be remembered for what he did in a Red Sox uniform. So he has that loyalty to the team. He won World Series with the team. I get it. Nobody wants to talk about his years in Minnesota when he sucked ass, when he played for the Twins. Nobody wants to talk about that. And they, all of a sudden, he went to Boston and his career was revived. I'm not saying it was steroids, but it was fucking steroids. <laughs> yep. <laughs> The Red Sox fans, Alex Rodriguez, cheater. He did steroids. So did David Ortiz. Shut up. By the way, so did Manny Ramirez. Shut up. By the way. A-Rod's but, about to buy the Mets, man. Yeah, I'm not happy about yeah, that. Yeah, good luck with that. Like, look <laughs> how well Derek Cheater's doing in Miami. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> but it's supposed to be like him, his wifey, um, Brian Erlacher like five or six athletes just putting all their money together and buying a pizza slash the Mets. <laughs> the only person that you said that knows shit about baseball is Alex Rodriguez. <laughs> I don't care if Brian Erlacher is going to buy part of the Mets. He played football. What does he know? Derek Jeter, Derek Jeter is what minority owner, majority owner of the Marlins. They're fucking terrible. Like they're terrible. They just, gutted them. Took the little statue thing out of center field. <laughs> they're rebuilding. They've been rebuilding since they won the World Series the last time. And then they win the World Series, and then they fucking break the team down. They rebuild again. I don't understand that at all. 
I think a lot of teams do that, though, where, like, you don't – in a way, obviously, you want your team to win. But I feel like if your team wins at least baseball the next year or two, they're shit. The teams are then just gutted. Like, the Royals, when they beat the Mets, the next year, they did nothing. They were gutted and have done nothing since. That's what happens when owners don't really care about what they're putting on the field. Because they're like, oh, well, now we got all this talent. They want a, world, they want a title. They're going to ask for more money. We can't pay them. It's that money ball shit. It really is that money ball shit. Um, the Marlins won the World Series, and they dismantled the team the next year. They had fucking Josh Beckett. He went to Boston, won a World Series. They had a bunch of other dudes that were on the team that were really good. They went on to beat. I'm like, what, what the hell happened here? We did, why'd you do that? But the Reds, <laughs> Look at the Red Sox won the World Series. They break, they break the curse. They win the World Series. They've won a shit ton of World Series since 2010. Not a shit ton, but like, what, four, five, three, yeah. three, four, whatever it was. More than they had won in 100 years. Um, but they kept the team together. Yankees did the same thing. That's why we had the core four in the 90s up until the early 2000s. They kept the players there. They paid the people that were making the money. And one of the things people used to knock the shit out of George Steinbrenner for what he would spend money on and this, that, and the other thing. He's like, I'm one of the few owners in baseball that puts back into his team. He's like, we make a lot of money. And I put a lot of money into my team because I want my product on the field to be good because that's, what's making me money. People aren't paying. People aren't going to come see a shitty team. It's like, do I have a yacht and a private plane and this, that? Of course you did. The Steinbrenner family had a ton of money, still does. I don't know why I used past tense on that one. But he's like more – he goes, you're going to see too many – you're like more owners. More owners would rather have all their fancy shit and be like, I'm an owner of a baseball team. Their team sucks. He's like, I want to put the money back into my team. I don't what know. is it? The Angels – not Angels in the outfield. Major League, you know, where they had a misfit shit ton of people. Then the next movie. I think it was, or that movie, the first one, you know, they won everything, right? Uh, no, the second, no, the first one they got to the, I want to say they were going to the ALCS. The second one they they were, like, they, we watched them win to go to the ALCS or the World Series, and then it was like they took it a step further in the second one. They didn't win either one, by the way. They they got <laughs> to the, they, like, went on, and then they, you, you never heard anything about them. And then the next thing you know, I got major league back to the minors and the guy from fucking quantum leap is the coach and, and everything is digitally imposed. Like the, like the ball. Have you ever seen it? No. Never seen back to the minors or whatever the Christ. The third one was called. (laughs) They had had three, they had three guys come back from the originals. Um, Serrano was there from the first movie. Right. And then, in the second one, they had that Tanaka guy or whatever his name was, the, the samurai. Oh, yeah, the, uh, no, 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 no. that yeah, guy, right? The, 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 yeah. out, the Japanese outfielder. And then they had that catcher that couldn't throw the ball back to the pitcher, um, whatever his name was. Oh, uh, and he'd, like, he'd, he'd read Playboys, but only for the articles. Yeah. And he'd read and them he had to, like, himself. Or the... Yeah, he would have to recite the centerfold stuff like so he could nope. t- to take his mind off. Those are the three guys that were in the third one. And they were playing minor league baseball. And they end up – oh, and Roger Dorn is in it too. Roger Dorn came back too. Um, so what – and they end up – they're a farm team for the Minnesota Twins. So they're not even affiliated with the fucking Indians anymore. 
and the farm team ends up playing the Minnesota Twins in this whatever. Like that, that was like the the culmination of it all. But they got this kid that like so when you're throwing the ball, like you, they're showing it from like the batter's perspective or whatever. It's all CGI, so the ball looks like it doesn't look real, and like the curves are like these like ridiculous curve balls coming in. I was like, this is stupid. I was like, this is so bad. And like they when, remake these movies for no reason. They did we did Sandlot with like younger kids. Oh, I didn't even I didn't oh even know God. that. Horrible. It's on think Disney Plus. Horrible. Yeah, yeah. You know they redo these things for no reason. You're like, why fix some shit that's not broken? Well, I mean, Major League Three, which I thought was weird too, because they were like, "It's Major League." I'm like, "They're minor league ball players." What? Yeah, it's not Major <laughs> League, and it, it's. But like I said, dude, like Scott Bakula is the co- the manager. I'm like, that's a dude from Quantum Leap and NCSI or NCIS New Orleans or whatever the fuck it is. I'm like, that was what the fuck? What is happening? It was, it was not well done. It was not a good movie. Uh, I've watched it numerous times. But it was not a good movie. And the second one wasn't that great either, by the way. I'm just saying. Like, they, they – it was okay, but it was not the original Major League. I was still baffled that the – was it the Allstate dude, right? Or Nationwide? Yeah. He was that big dude? Yeah, he baffled. was Serrano. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> he, yeah, he – the it was, he's Nationwide. And it was yeah. – uh, he was Pedro Serrano. He was also in Mr. 3000 with uh, Tom Selleck. Just Have you ever seen that movie? Yeah, he's he's the other American that goes that's playing in Japan with Tom Selleck when he gets sent over there. Not Mr. I watched Hilda uh, James for the first time ever, like a year ago. I think it was my wife. She's seen it. She you have to watch this. I did, and and I cried because I'm an emotional wreck. I hang on. I gotta I, was, I gotta correct myself. It was Mr. Baseball. It wasn't Mr. Three Thousand. Because Mr. Three Thousand was Bernie Mac. Oh yeah, yeah. The, the the Tom Selleck movie I'm pretty sure was like Mr. Baseball or something like that. Um, but yeah, I said that and I was like, that ain't right. I was like, that that doesn't sound like that was right. Let me look it up. Yeah, Mr. Baseball with Tom Selleck, and he was, and uh, Pedro Serrano, whatever that guy's name is, was also in that movie with them. What wait? I didn't. I didn't catch the name of the movie you said you just watched for the first time. What was that? Uh, Field of Dreams. Oh, hey, Dad, want to have a catch? Yeah, and I fucking dude, I cried. Of course you did. And my wife knew I was gonna cry. She's like, "You're you're gonna cry." I'm like, "No, I won't." Yep. End of the movie. I'm crying. That's what I do at every movie or TV show that I possibly cry at. That's a dad thing, bro. That's when you when you're as proud of your children as you are. Um. I find myself doing that too now, like where it's like you watch a family oriented movie, whether it's a comedy or it don't matter what it is, dude, like at all. It, it really doesn't matter. It could be a Western and you, like it could be like take like the, the gore and graphic shit and Braveheart, but put some sort of family twist in there. I'll cry. It don't matter because, <laughs> because it, it's a dad. It's, it's a, it, for me, it's a it's a love of your kids dad thing. If there is a dad moment in a movie, it will make me emotional. And yep. Field of Dreams, Field of Dreams has a dad moment. That's really what the whole movie is about. <laughs> so, super good movie though. Like, uh, my attention span is horrible, you yeah. know. But like, 
I watched the whole thing. I was like, this is really, really good. Well put together. Like, the story is phenomenal. Everything was really good. And I'm just crying at the end. You know, it's a dad moment. The, the whole thing. I Honestly, God, dude, that whole movie is based on that dad moment. Because it's, if you build it, he will come. Yep. You know, another movie, I think that's a movie quote that gets, like, recited wrong. Because if you build it, they will come is what people always say. That's not the quote. If you build it, he will come. You know, it, dude, I watched a thing the other day. It was like all this movie shit that people get wrong. Like everyone goes E.T. phone home. You know how like from the E.T. movie, everyone's like E.T. Yeah. E. phone home. E.T. says E.T. home phone in the movie. That's what he says. <laughs> but everyone goes E.T. phone home. I'm like, oh, you didn't see the video thing that I watched because you know, I spend <laughs> Spend like four hours laying in bed watching YouTube shit. So, you know, Facts, like, son. You now it's like two in the morning, and I'm like, "Holy Christ!" I've been watching YouTube for three hours. I should have gone to bed. <laughs> but and yeah, there's there's a lot of things that people don't that it gets misquoted, <clears throat> and people don't really pick up on it. But that's besides the point. Um, have you seen Tombstone? No. Oh my God. I like the pizza. Pizza's really good. <sighs> Not what I'm talking about, bro. No. <laughs> Not what I'm talking about. You got to see Tombstone. It is a great movie. It really is. It's historically fucked because it, the, 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 you know, it, it's based on Wyatt Earp uh, and, and Tombstone, Arizona, which was a quote-unquote mining camp. And the and it it centers around the battle the shootout at the shootout at the OK Corral, which is like this historical gun battle that they had. Um, but you know, it it they make Wyatt Earp and his family or his buddies like the well, it's, there's brothers and and Doc Holliday, the heroes in the whole thing, and the and the guys that they were up against, the Clantons and whatever else the other, I don't remember. Um, the bad guys where it turns out like Wyatt Earp was a real asshole. Like, like he was just a dick and they really were like kind of antagonizing these other people. So, but it's a great movie. I was like, I don't care how historically accurate the movie is. It's a great movie. I enjoy the hell out of it. And yeah. Val Kilmer plays Doc Holliday. He does it. He's awesome. Like way better than he was as Batman, which was a fucking horrible cast. Was a bad casting move on their part, but whatever. Still better than George Clooney as Batman. If my issue is if it's not Moana, Frozen, Tangled, is I don't watch it because it's about ten thirty at nighttime, and I'm not gonna watch whatever when they're finally in bed. Like I'm oh. ready for bed, not doing it. You know, so well, you, they're you not guys only got one television in your house. We have, we have two, but like. I don't want to watch something at 10.30. You know, I don't get home until 8 o'clock at night. Nobody you told know. you to work an hour away from home. I know. <laughs> but Not everything. No, no one told you to work 45 minutes from where you live at. But, like, the nice thing about, like, working kind of far, though, like, is I can get ready for the day. I listen to music, whatever. Like, on my way to work. And then on the way home, same thing. Kind of wind down where I used to work four minutes away so by the time i was at work i was like oh shit i'm here let's go you know the same thing going home 
<laughs> you know, where I'm like, right. well, I'm home. I didn't get to wind down for the day. Think of what I'm doing tonight. That's a nice thing about a 45-minute ride. <laughs> I guess. And, I mean, if you work in a different town, you don't have to worry about seeing people you know come in. So there's that. True. Yeah. It's, your neighbors aren't going to come in and be like, how come you're not giving me a deal on my cell phone? Shut up. Get out. <laughs> Just cheap-ass pay. Pay pay the money. <laughs> Quit bitching. Yeah. Yeah, everybody wants some sort of deal. Give me uh-huh. All the time. They Wait. love to tell you how long they've been with the company. It's like they thrive on coming in and telling you, I've been with the company for 45 years. Awesome. They yeah. love to do that. It makes no sense to me. Yeah, yeah. I've heard. They, I love, they, they do that all the time. I've been with you guys for 12 years. Okay. I don't yeah. know. You, you, you've been fine all along here. We, we've sucked. I so. love to pull the whole, you know, I've been, I've been getting gas at the same spot for 10 years. They don't give me free shit. Right. You know, they're like, oh, yeah, okay. Like, uh, you know, like, same thing. I've been with this company for how long? Don't give me I've been, shit. I've been going to the same grocery store for decades. They don't ever just not let me not pay for the fucking groceries that I'm leaving with yep. because I'm a loyal customer. <laughs> oh, my God, you've been coming here for 10 years. The groceries are on us today, sir. That's not how it works. <laughs> that awesome. works. Like, oh, thank you. Woo! We can do that. You want to keep people coming? There you go. Anybody that's listening that owns a business or some sort of corporation, you want people to stay loyal to you every once in a while? Throw them a bone. <laughs> Jesus. Loyalty. I've been getting my COVID-19 uh, discounts on my car insurance. That's exciting. I have not. And I've looked and I'm mad. I've looked yeah, numerous like, times. I don't see anything. Yo, depending on what you pay for your car insurance, bro, mine's like nine dollars. We get nine dollars back. I'm like, fuck, what? <laughs> Keep that shit. Like, I'm, what the fuck? I'm pre- I'm pretty sure. Maybe it was twenty. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure it was like, I I saw it and I was like, hmm, not even like half off. You know, <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to. Re- I I paid. I don't pay a lot for insurance. It's not high, but. You know, it's like, oh, we give you your your uh, your COVID coronavirus fuckity yippity dippity discount. Yeah, I'm like, my student loan is cool though. They got rid of the interest on it, so that's cool because of the Corona thing. Nice, I'm like, cool, thanks. <laughs> Yay! Now, put a mask on, people. Jesus, <laughs> right? Jesus Christ. That's another thing. We, we, we were talking about that when we tried recording this the first time. Um, I'm so tired of like all these quote unquote, I can't even say quote unquote, all these experts on social media. I'm like, yo, if you don't have, if you're not a scientist or like you didn't go to like med school, you're not a doctor of fucking anything. I don't, I don't even care if you're, you can be a foot doctor. Okay. That had nothing to do with disease. I'm still going to listen to you before I listen to Joe Schmo on Facebook that's telling me why I should or shouldn't wear a mask. I'm like, yeah, what are the scientists saying? What, what, well, what's like, the guy that has a PhD telling us? Because everybody else, it's like, oh, I looked up, a, I found shit on Google. Good for you, man. Like, look it. I can look up how to build a race car on Google. I don't recommend getting in the race car I fucking build that I learned how to build on Google because I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, well, I, it should be safe. I found it on Google. 
it's a race car. <laughs> I'm ready for NASCAR now. I built the race car. Fucking wheels. You know, start. and like you're you're wearing it for freaking ten minutes at a time. You know, like it's not that long of a time. Who cares? It really isn't. I mean, uh, I, uh, I'm just over. I'm over social media for the most part. Um, I'm on it because I have to be for work, but I'm also over people on social media who like literally pretend to have the greatest life ever. I'm like, everything is great. My life is amazing. I'm awesome. Always never have a bad day. La, 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 la. I'm like, fuck that. I share everything. Like if I'm battling, like I'm having a bout with depression, fucking post it. Not everything is perfect yep. in real life. Like I'm not a, I'm not doing it to make myself look fantastic. Like I'm sharing this stuff to share it with the people that actually give a shit about my life. You know, there's a bunch of people that don't really know me. So if they don't fuck it, whatever, fuck them. Um, but for the people that do know me, but I get, I'm like, not everything is perfect. Stop trying to pretend to everybody that you, like, that your every day is like, you know, butterflies and roses and unicorns. Like nobody, no, you're, that's annoying. Stop. Stop pretending. Yep. I have, I'm a huge fan of, of Christmas. I love Christmas so much. So I'm a fan of like 10 different Christmas groups. So mm -hmm. I don't see a lot of stuff other than Santa Claus and reindeer. Smart. So you don't you? see all the stupid new stuff. I'm like, I like Santa Claus. So it's like every so often do I see random shit, but it's mostly just happy, happy stuff. I don't see oh, a lot of stuff. That's good. I, I see a lot of shit that's, that's useless. With the groups that I'm in, I'm like, what is this shit? And then I see people, and it, it don't matter. It don't matter who it is or what it is. So it's, they're complaining. Somebody's complaining about something. Like, God damn. Do you have anything happy to say? Anything happy going on in your life? Nothing? Fucking same thing on Twitter. I'm like, what would people do if they couldn't complain? Who gives a shit? Fucking shut up. Yeah, it's like, oh, Donald Trump is great. I hate Donald Trump. Everything is pro him, not him, pro Biden, not pro Biden. Coronavirus is real. <laughs> medicine or something. <laughs> Coronavirus isn't real. It's a hoax. Drink chloride, not chloride, chlorine. Drink this, do that. <laughs> not chlorine. No, not chlorine. Whatever the fuck. <laughs> Leech. <laughs> Fucking the problem that that you know how you know how frustrated I was when I was reading this thing that it was like and you got these idiots, and it, and it, uh, for people that might be listening, don't get all, oh my God, you know, he's anti-Trump, he's pro-Trump. I'm not going to tell you what I am. I really don't give a shit. Actually, I will tell you what I am. I really don't give a shit um, about any of them. Fuck them all. I'm Team Kanye. Screw it. Uh, <laughs> I'm not that either. <laughs> but... These people that had to be told not to ingest bleach at one point for coronavirus. I'm like, are you kidding? There was people that needed to be told not to drink bleach. I don't need anybody to tell me not to drink bleach. There's a fucking warning on the side of the bottle. It says, do not ingest. I've known since a very young age, you don't drink bleach because it's poisonous. I don't care how little amount it is. Don't drink it. It's not going to kill the fucking bacteria inside your body. But people are like, don't do this. He said to do it. Don't do it. 
No. You know what? Maybe they should drink it. If you got to be told not to drink bleach, well. Staying out the herd, just thinning out the herd. I'm so tired. I'm like so tired of stupid people. Like, <laughs> and I'm, that scares the shit out of me, dude. I'm not that smart. Like, nope. But it's like, wow, maybe I'm not as dumb as I thought because, damn. But no, I, social media has gotten I- I- extremely frustrating and it's been this way for quite some time. Um, I need it for work. So that's why I have it. I think right now the only place that's safe is TikTok or Instagram for the most TikTok's part. TikTok's not even safe anymore. No, TikTok's going to get banned, whatever. Yeah. I feel so bad for everybody that learned all those fucking dances. What are you going to do with those? What are you going to do with that fucking skill set that you have now? Well, look, I, I know all these TikTok dances. What are you going to do? Ain't got no TikTok. Good luck with that shit. But, I use it. I follow this dude, like I told you the other day, that he's a barista. And I just oh, find yeah. random Starbucks drinks to, to drink. <laughs> that looks good. I'm going to try that. <laughs> yeah. And I don't, I don't, I am not a star. Maddie, my youngest daughter, Maddie, is, 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 can we get Starbucks? I'm like, no. No, we can't. Why? Because I'm not paying $14 for a fucking drink. Like, what's, uh-uh. My, uh, it makes you fly. My three-year-old is a, is addicted to Starbucks. She Great. loves it. I went. <laughs> I get her like the the cake pops, and like okay. we're in the drive-through the other day, and I ordered my stuff, and I, she's in the back seat whispering, "Daddy, pop, pop, daddy, pop, pop," <laughs> and I ordered it. She goes, "Yay!" Nice. Like you're ridiculous. Oh <laughs> uh, no, man, dude, my Maddie's birthday is coming up. And she's like, uh, can you get me a $50 gift card to Starbucks? I'm like, that's all you want for your birthday? She's like, yeah. So then a few days goes by. She texted me yesterday. Uh, can you get me these sneakers for, uh, for my birthday? What sneakers? She sends me a picture. She wants a Air Force One mids white. I'm like, all right. Of course you do. That's. That's like where she's starting. She kind of takes after me with the sneakers. Uh, I can't find for girls online, which sucks. I just remember too that the malls are open now, so I can at least go, like, throw on my mask and go to the mall and maybe find sneakers there. That you know what I mean? Because, like, I go to the store, like the stores that I go to shop in. I go to their websites and they don't have the sneakers online. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Why don't you have these? Then I go to Nike, Nike Nike.com, Nike, whatever it is, Nike, Nike. Same thing. I can't find them on there. I'm like, how do you not have them on the fucking website? Like, you make them. Like, you, yeah. you, you make them. I'm not asking. It's not a retail store, you know, like a Foot Locker that doesn't carry them. Nike, don't have them. I'm like, what? Uh-huh? Really? I tried to find. Oh, no, and I went. I was getting a hat for me, not not for Maddie. Uh, and I wanted a specific kind of Kangol hat. It's the it's kind of like what I'm wearing right now that nobody can see because you're not going to see the video. Um, it's kind of like the hat that Eminem wears all the time, that Kangol hat. So I go to lids.com. Type in Kangol. It says brands. So I go to Kangol. There's six hats on there that they have on Lids website from Kangol. They're all scullies. I'm like, yo, first of all, it's July. I don't need a winter hat. And I'm like, and I know you sell these. I bought the one that I'm wearing right now. At lids, it's a Kangol. It's just a different. It's it. It's just not the one I was, you know, looking for now. 
they don't have them in stock on the website. I had to go to Kangle.com to find the hat. And it should be here by the end of the week. I found it. There you go. But I was like, how do you not have this shit on your website? Like, did, don't you think the website should have a bigger supply than the store? Or like, like the but inventory? They, they be- want people to go into the store, though. Because if you go in the store, you're most likely going to buy more shit than you did online. You're going to see more stuff. Yo, fucking stores just opened, dude. Like, <laughs> what are y'all doing then? I like when, so through all of this, you had a very limited supply of shit on your websites. When everyone had to shop virtually, had to. And everyone's like, I'm not going shopping anymore. I'm going to actually, I'm just going to do all my shopping online. Really? They don't have everything you need. You have to, and then you go and buy from the brand. You're paying more because you're buying it from the brand. Yeah. That was $38, dude. $38 for a fucking hat. Jesus I'm like, Christ. yo, this thing doesn't cover my entire body. I bought it. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm complaining about it, but I bought it. There I am. Yeah. It was like, yeah, no, I, but I wanted it. I was like, oh, I want it, you know, so. But the sneaker thing blows my, like with Maddie, she's so funny. She's deaf. That's like one thing that she got from me. And her stepmother is, is loves sneakers as well. So. That you know that that's always fun because when I when she needs some, she wants something she's like I don't know ask Dee Dee about it I'm like okay so I can talk sneakers with with her stepmom so it works out really good but she's so that's she saw my daughter when it comes to that shit dude like I bring her with me to buy my sneakers and she I get her input do you like these no no those are ugly don't get those don't get those <laughs> these these are nice I like these I'm like those are four hundred dollars no like. <laughs> like sorry uh-uh, no buck 80 is like the like the high end of the sneakers i'm buying if i can find it and then i'm waiting for like promo codes to come so i can get the jordans online yo my shoes don't even have laces i slip them on i'm that lazy and fat that i don't even tie my shoes i slide them on you wear sketchers yeah basically yeah Basically, or yes or no. That's a yes or no. Like, there's not. I don't. <laughs> there's. I think they're knockoff brand Skechers because I'm also cheap when it comes to shoes. So you got like like Target sneakers. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. hey, my game. I don't care. Cheap and they're comfortable. Huh. Buffalo, New York is calling me. Nice. I don't know anybody in Buffalo, so I'm gonna hang up. <laughs> Speaking uh, of Buffalo, I'm making chicken tonight on the grill. <laughs> Yeah. I see what you tr- I see what you tried to do there. I said I tried and it, I, I ended it sucked did not work. Buffalo? It's cause it's just cause it's chicken doesn't mean are you making buffalo chicken? Like after you make the chicken on the grill, are you going to toss it in a wing sauce? No, I'm marinating it as we speak in the fridge. Is it marinating in hot sauce? <laughs> no. I tried to be fun and it failed. <laughs> yep. You should yep. <laughs> what the fuck? Cool. Oh, sorry. I'm getting a, a text message from somebody at work that she does not have two of the stations in Rochester. Their logs have not been delivered. Uh-oh. Uh Hang on.
Talk amongst yourselves, everyone listening. <laughs> oh, you know what? I'm on my computer. <laughs> I I just completely blanked that I I'm at, I'm on my work computer. Nice. What a dummy. I'm sitting here talking to you about stuff. So anyway, so what else is going on? <laughs> Nothing. In your world. Um, yeah, normally this doesn't happen during a podcast uh, ever where I get interrupted by actual work. Especially since I'm recording this at, it's currently 725 at night. And I'm recording a podcast and now working again. Thank you to everyone that uh, didn't do their job today. That was that was nice. Can you still hear me? Yes. Okay. I was just making sure I had never done this before. So <laughs> I got to log into my work stuff and do that. Uh, so anyway, actually, dude, I think we could pretty much wrap this up. I mean, we've been going for an hour and a half. Yeah. <laughs> And apparently you have buffalo chicken that isn't buffalo chicken to make tonight. <laughs> it's chicken on my grill because I'm fun and I got a new grill and I grill all the time. I got to get a – dude, my, my grill at home is like – it's in rough shape. So I haven't been able to cook on the grill in a while. Although I made ribs in the oven a couple weeks ago, like cooked them low and slow. Dude, so good. Like so good. I used a dry rub on them. Whew, man, they were delicious. But I was it what a completely different taste than I'm used to with ribs. Yeah. Mine wow. was my old one it was in such rough shape where to start it, I'd have to use a big lighter. Yeah. And when the kids were outside, they were like, You're gonna light yourself on fire. Literally. You would light it, it, you would light it and it would go. <laughs> yeah. Like I like I don't have eyebrows now. It might not this one starts right away. It's amazing. Yeah, usually uh new things tend to work right. Yeah. Yeah, look at that. KGS and DVI didn't run. That's exciting. Let's see. All right, dude. Well, listen, let's wrap this nonsense up. Thank you for uh, being on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. It was, uh, it was fun talking to you about a bunch of nonsense. I don't know how many people actually listen to the whole thing, but we will definitely do it again in a couple, like whenever. Yeah. So, all right, dude. Uh, I appreciate you. Definitely everyone that listened to this whole thing. You're amazing. Tell your friends about the nonsense that goes on in this podcast. I would appreciate you for that. Like it, follow it, subscribe to it. Justin, thank you so much for, uh, for being on tonight. I appreciate you, sir. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. That was part two was a lot of 